0: Comic Book Characters is an uncensored podcast. You can follow the Comic Book Characters podcast on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Neil Before Pod. You can also follow us on Twitter at Twitter handle CB Characters. And you can email us at cbcharacters at gmail.com. It's that time again, a new episode of Comic Book Characters. Thanks for joining us, guys. On this week's show, we're going to talk about Al's favorite topic, Spider-Man, with some casting news there. We also are going to talk quite a bit about Ant-Man and DC's Suicide Squad, with potentially a surprise appearance by a famous, well-known superhero. Find out who that is, as well as quite a few other takes from the show with the most takes, Comic Book Characters
1: let's do it hey it's your friendly neighborhood podcaster here alfred and we've got another fantastic issue of comic book characters and as always, I have my co-host Ignacio. You there, man?
0: Uh, yeah, dude, just a little distracted
1: because I'm seeing uh, $47 flights being offered right now by
0: Southwest Airlines, and I'm like, I gotta jump on this. $47? Are you out of your mind? I, I know it sounds crazy, uh, but apparently, not to make too, not not to give Southwest too much of a plug, but uh, yeah, yeah, a little you, bit. I you mean, you can go to their good. website and That'd look up. Uh, apparently, till tomorrow, you can go and see. You can like input. Your uh, city or town where you live, and it'll show you all the deals in cool. place. So, I mean,
1: it's obviously it's obviously forty seven dollars and up, most likely. I mean, it depends on where you're going.
0: Yeah. So for it's me, I was
1: looking at flights potentially to 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 Texas,
0: your right. your home state, your current. It is it is my home state, state where you're living. Never thought about it that way, but yeah, it's kind of unfortunate. Anyway, it is. Uh, <laughs> those are one hundred twenty nine one way.
1: Not great, but also not bad. Not not terrible. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. So I mean I don't I don't know. I, I have no idea what normal flights run, but I think I remember when I went to Boston, uh from, from Texas, uh I think it was like three fifty or three sixty round trip. Okay. So if you're looking at, you know, one thirty, you know, two sixty. We're looking at a two sixty It's about a hundred dollar savings, give or take. I mean that's that's pretty good. That's nothing to sneeze at. Um now do they make you so, stay like in the
0: in the area where all the luggage is, like under the under the the plane? On, uh, on the probably pl- where the wheels are. Okay. I think. Maybe that's yeah. You know, like, I gotta the read w- the fine print here.
1: <laughs> I think you don't actually so you know how normally like this the the five attendants come out and they're like now boarding, yeah. you know, section one, you know, section two. You you go last, it's now boarding wheel. <laughs> Wheel attendance, and that's what you are. You actually double as a passenger and wheel maintenance. Or your 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 ticket just says cargo unit or cargo group. <laughs> cargo group, cargo now loading cargo group. Um, that's that sounds like a great. That sounds like a pretty good deal, though. Uh, so I don't know, man. Maybe we. Uh, you know what? We could actually do a. We've never done this before. We could do a live podcast with both of us in the same place. That would
0: be exciting. And, um, yeah, I mean, this, so, you know, fine print, this is uh, travel until December this year, between
1: August and December. Um, And Those are very key months, uh, the the, the starting and ending, at least, because, uh, you know, my birthday is in September. Oh, that's right. Yours is in November. Now, here's the funny thing for those out in the CBCU that don't know. Most of you probably don't. Uh, Iggy and I have been, you know, almost, I would say, lifelong friends. Almost half my life, or third of my life. It's a long time. Jeez, yeah. Uh, but here's the funny thing. In all of those years, we have never spent a birthday together. Not, we've never been both in the same place on your birthday or no. on mine. And we, in, like, long- <laughs> and we lived together for a while. And we lived together for a while. So that's, that is crazy, man. That's like over a decade of just consistently not, you know. Now that I think about it, I don't want to ruin it. No, no,
0: no. It's a streak. If
1: if if it came to it, and we could actually spend our birthdays together, or, or either one, I would just be like, no, let's not do that. Let's. I would wait till the day after, and <laughs> just and then it, book the flight, like, just to keep it going. Cause, or like wait till midnight to actually like, right, hang out to to get there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. Just be like, just be like, oh, my flight came in. It's eleven thirty, but I'm just gonna chill here. <laughs> just pick me up at twelve oh five. I've never, you know, why? Yeah. Because go ahead, because we don't need that. We don't need to spend birthdays together. Just it's we don't require. Uh, I'm that we're we're solid.
0: I'm also not a huge birthday guy, at least for myself. You know, I'm not. That's true. I don't I, I don't really like you <laughs> situations where I'm the center of attention. Like I really I really dislike that. You, you do yeah, you, and you
1: yeah. you tr- go <laughs> Sorry, ahead. don't mean you. you you dread birthdays unlike anyone else I know like you don't hate your birthday I don't think it doesn't seem like you hate it but you you sort of dread it in a way where you're just like ugh, this again like you just yeah I
0: think there's just a lot of pressure to like have a great time in your birthday and I just yeah. I don't want that yeah like, I want to just that's true not I don't want to have to do anything whereas you on the other hand I feel like you really do embrace your birthday like you're always doing something <sighs> on your birthday.
1: I, as I've gotten older, I will, you know, I'd say that it, it's less so, um, my 30th birthday was probably the last big one where I actually tried to make a big deal out of it, but, uh, you know, I still try to do like a birthday dinner if people want to do that, want to join. So the days know, of the birthday I,
0: party are over, is that what you're saying?
1: I mean. Are you ready to put that I mean, I don't know if I'll have any, no, no, because I, I don't ever want to say never for anything, mm. you know, but. Now for But plus 30th, plus yeah. the other thing is the other thing is the thirtieth birthday and and you know, again you weren't there, of course you weren't no, there. We, uh, no I wasn't at any of that, them. That's how the streak works. At the thirtieth birthday, I actually had a bouncy house. Yes. My parents own a bouncy house, like a full sized air castle.
0: I would see
1: I'm not like I said I'm
0: like even though I'm not big into my birthday, there's there's no way I wouldn't break that out once a year for my birthday. Like if I had a bouncy house <laughs> I would be constantly, I would
1: be using it constantly. (laughs) I get that. And I get the enthusiasm behind that. Let me tell you how it works in practice. What I've noticed since turning 30 and in the years since then is that it is really not, it's no longer fun after (laughs) you're 30 being in that bouncy house. Because what ends up happening is you bounce around for about 30 seconds (laughs) And then he, it takes a very sharp turn into the danger zone. It's basically after thirty seconds in the Bouncy House is basically the entire movie of Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> like you're constantly in peril, you don't know if you're gonna live or die. You, you have crazy hallucinations. Holy shit! Wait, are you? It's hold on. are it you only terrible. using this after like you smoke a joint? Like, what do you No, man? This is just clean, like just a clean jump. A sober jump, sober jump. Are you in there with other it... people? You're in there by yourself. It's hard to tell. Does it matter? Okay. I mean, I think it no, it doesn't matter. It definitely does not matter. I think with more people, it just escalates it <laughs> because now you have, especially if the other people are over 30 as well. Now you have multiple people all experiencing those things. So okay. At the same time, in relatively close proximity, it is not a good feeling. So let's
0: combine that feeling that you just described with a bunch of people drinking.
1: I mean, yeah. How much? Vo- That's my
0: thirtieth birthday. How much vomit
1: <laughs> did you have to so clean much. up? So much. So well, I it was my birthday. I didn't have to clean up anything. Uh, you know. But you heard stories, I'm sure. Like a brat. Oh yeah. I mean, I I know I, I I, I threw my marbles or whatever the cliche is. That's not the right. In one. the house. No, it, no I, I found a bathroom. Okay. I found a bathroom. Did anyone throw but... up on the actual house? Because now I don't know if I'll no.
0: jump in it. Okay. No,
1: no, no, no. But there is actually a way to clean it if that does happen. If you go on YouTube, there's tutorials. It's hilarious. Oh, my God. I looked this up before. But, no, people did regurgitate in the yard around the ca- near the castle maybe. So this like was a thing. Multiple people
0: from... threw up because of the bouncy house.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, dude. So, yeah, dude. You <laughs> don't, don't want to really mix, uh, like, uh. You know alcohol or drugs or anything so like you know that. how it's like on
0: kids toys they usually have like age they put like the age range for yeah toys. yeah yeah like six and up or whatever do, like, is yeah. there is there like what's the limit for a bouncy house 20 ba- bouncy house really should be like 22 and down yeah so uh, do they even create bouncy houses for older people like would it be like bigger
1: would it have more air like in a, it like a playboy mansion a playboy mansion type to- yeah house sti- oh,
0: what? I-, I don't even know what i'm saying yeah yeah. Does that exist? Side?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a joke. Um, no, I've never seen any. I don't know. I No, no the, the thing is, the even the house that my parents have, the bouncy house that they have, it's got plenty of air. I mean, it's made for kids, but it, it puts out enough air. Like You can probably have two, three, maybe four actual uh, adult-sized people in it, but it's – nope. Like, I, I'm just telling you, man. Like, if you don't believe me, go. Go find a bouncy house and try to jump around for more than 30 seconds. It's it's going to be one of the worst experiences of your life.
0: Wow. Okay. Well, now my excitement level just went way down. But I'm still curious. Like that I being still said, want to try it. That
1: being said, maybe what we should try to do, if we're going to end the streak, is at 40, spend the birthdays together.
0: You know what we need to do a, is a Mad Max-style... Two men enter, one man leaves. Oh my you god. You and me in the bouncy house, who can take it for the longest?
1: Oh my god. <laughs> oh. We would have that would we would need to videotape that. Oh, It would course. be instantly a viral classic. Uh yeah, I mean I'm down if you are, I guess. So you don't know what you're getting into, but but if you want but I was gonna say is on our fortieth, which this actually would probably may be our last birthdays if we do this. Share the birthdays, or like you know, be in the same place. Have the bouncy house, and then just see how long we can bounce. At forty, it might kill us. Wow, um, I you know what? Challenge accepted. All right, I'm ready. To, I'm looking for it. Yeah, I'm ready for
0: uh. that. Just hold on to that bouncy house. You should get <laughs> the one yeah, that's we'll see. that's just Spider Man's face. Have you ever seen that one? It's like his mouth, <laughs> and you're supposed to go in. Yeah, and, you
1: go through his head. And yeah, then I remember see seeing
0: it. a video of. I don't know what, I don't know where it was or where it happened, but something happened to the bouncy house while the kids were in it. Maybe somebody punctured a hole and then like the bouncy house started moving really weirdly and it just looked like Spider-Man
1: was like devouring little children. eating the kids, right. I've seen that video. It's a good video. Maybe we'll try to find it, link it up to the the thread. That video. There's also a video that came out a week
0: maybe ago or a little bit more of a guy in Argentina who was dressed up as Spider-Man. Maybe it was a little bit longer. <laughs>
1: yes. And he's yes. he's
0: performing for all these kids and they're like totally. Right, into birthday it. party. They're like, Yeah, yeah birthday party. El Hombre Araña, which is Sp- spider man in Spanish. Right. And he's basically just doing flips, like just mm-hmm. hardcore flips. At one point he does the the thing Parkour where you like type stuff. Where you like uh put your hand up on the wall and then like kind of twirl. Kinda spin off of it. Spin yeah. off of it. And then at one point he tries to do like I think it's a backflip off the wall yeah. and then just completely bites it like lands right in his head and You're... is just out like completely out and is just lying on the ground the kids being that they don't know what the fuck is going on are just laughing their asses right. off they think it's part of the act yeah one kid like goes up to him and like starts fucking with him and <laughs> then like his assistant is like no go away and then she's just trying to help him and he's out cold the video just ends like it's the last 30 seconds it's just him out cold and people waiting for him to do something
1: yeah it's it's really eerie actually (laughs) i mean it shows you how hard it is to be spider-man
0: like i feel like those are always those are always that's like whenever you hear about some guy like really hurting himself portraying it's always a spider-man it's always a spider-man
1: like people just gotta stop it (laughs) stop being spider-man guys and gals out there just don't do it look be batman you just get to walk around slowly with a cape. Just look menacing. <laughs> yeah. Look and talk like this. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, just like, that's all you got to do. Like, maybe drive a cool car. That's it. That's all you got to do. Stop trying to be a Spider-Man. Stop trying to can't. climb fences. You can't be Spider-Man. Stop trying to hang upside down. Get you can't it. do
0: it. Unless you're like kay? one of those like crazy, tiny, like gymnast people, you know, that competes in the Olympics. Like, maybe that person could be a Spider-Man, but maybe. that's about it. But even then
1: they're taking this chance. Yeah. No more Spider-Man, just, or wait, 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 Spider-Man no more, just like the comic title. That's, that's. (laughs) Well, we were going to talk about this later in the cast, but I'm wondering if we should
0: just talk about it now, because
1: we do have some Spider-Man news. Yeah, of course we do. I mean, do you know who you're talking to? I know. Uh, So yeah, there's been some Spider-Man casting news um, with, uh, with. Spider-Man, of course, going into the MCU and supposedly cameoing in uh, Civil War. Right. They've already started filming in Civil War. And obviously, if they're going to throw him into the film, they got to get they got to figure out what the casting is going to be. And for the longest time, uh, it had been said that, you know, Butters, uh, Butterfield (laughs) had pretty much locked it down. Yeah. Butters is you and I like to call him. And all of a sudden, uh, news came out that that might not be true because very recently in Atlanta, Georgia, of all places, uh, I think it was four or five actors screen tested in front of Kevin Feige and the Russo brothers. And I mean, this is
0: on the set of Civil War, wasn't it?
1: Pascal. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes oh, me was think. It, was
0: it on the set? I think so. Which makes me think that spider Man's probably not going to be in Civil War, right? Because they, they already started filming that. Well, but it's not like they film things sequentially, and maybe doesn't it seem? I don't. I, I guess I don't know enough about the industry to know this, but doesn't it seem like they would <coughs> have done the casting before starting filming, or is that common to like just bring someone in
1: in the middle of filming? You know, I've seen it go both ways. You're right; it is more common to have the cast set in stone before you start shooting. But and the best example I can think of is this: is uh, Back to the Future. So, so Back to the Future had its principal cast, script, and everything, and they were shooting uh, with Eric Stoltz, I think, right, as Marty McFly, and they shot for a month with Stoltz as Marty McFly, <laughs> and 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 uh, Spielberg and Zemeckis were just like, this isn't working, it's just not the tone we want, and they got. Um, uh, Michael J. Fox. Now, Michael J. Fox was actually their first choice from the beginning. Interesting. But because of his contractual duties to, I think it was CBS or NBC and the the show Family Ties, right. yeah. uh, he didn't have time. Like he just couldn't do it. But they ended up working out some compromise. And I, I actually read this in part of my, Michael J. Fox's um, uh, book. But he, the entire shooting of the first Back to the Future. He would work on the set of Family Ties for like 12 to 16 hours. Get in a get in a station wagon with a bed in the back, sleep on the way to the set of Back to the Future. Oh man. That would be the only sleep he would get and then he would film for like another 8 hours. <laughs> and then he would sleep after that. It's like cra- and he did that for like I don't know, like weeks. That's, that's just yeah, nuts. that's incredible. Um what a trooper, Michael J. Fox. But uh, it's okay, so, so it's, it's not, not it's uh, not it's not impossible that they could eventually get whoever they're gonna get
0: now. That might also be their plan know, to kind of at least try their best to keep this under wraps. So I guess in this right. day and age, it's almost impossible. Like I mean, <laughs> it is
1: it is really hard. Although the Kate not to not to take the show in this direction, but the Caitlyn Jenner reveal with Vanity Fair no, or whatever, right, yeah. like the fact that they kept all that under wraps as well as they did and they did a fantastic job of keeping that under wraps um
0: yeah but to be fair people aren't out there i don't know I've, i feel hounding, like yeah there's like a whole hounding community jenner, hounding yeah. and like superhero you know, stuff. Yeah, yeah just thirsty for superhero stuff and spoilers and getting all that info out there
1: that's true that's not true. so much i mean with uh caitlin with jenner. the jenner I mean that's true but you're right I think that might be a plausible strategy on Marvel's part and if it is it's not a bad one I mean I don't know how long they can keep it under wraps but good for them to try uh, so other than Butterfield <clears throat> we've previously talked about this before Tom Holland um, who was in a movie called The Impossible with Naomi Watts I had never seen I haven't seen it but supposedly he was pretty good in that he, he's the other guy and those were the two that were kind of like neck and neck <clears throat> but all of a sudden we've gotten a, a a slew of other actors' uh, names dropped in, and I'll be honest, have not really heard of any of these people. Uh, Judah Lewis, nope, who nothing. Is in a movie called Demolition, no idea is that, that a is. Demolition? Not Demolition. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, see, you went that way. I was gonna say, is that a prequel to Demolition Man? No, no, no. I was thinking <laughs> of the 1980s <laughs> WWF the tag team. Oh yeah, yeah. A- Axe and Crush, or Axe and Smash? Axe and Smash, Crush came later. Crush was later, right. Um, Matthew Lintz, who apparently is going to be in the... What can only, I imagine, is going to be a, a god-awful uh, Adam Sandler movie, Pixels. Oh god, that looks so is, bad. just like that video game. God, that looks bad. It's, I'm so ob- annoyed by that film because... I love the source material, like video game stuff. Cool. Like, I like when video games are in movies, and it's a neat idea, kind of. But just the way – and I think – what's his face? Tyrion Lannister is in it? What's his real name? Peter Dinklage. Yes, right. right. I love Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage is amazing. I'm pretty sure they're not going to utilize him very well in this movie all all Um, you got to
0: hear is adam sandler it's adam sandler's movie and it's like that's it yeah it's just like it it looks so Uh, dumb and honestly like after reading ready player one like that's that's how you do a movie or i guess a book uh about video games like that's so much cooler than just like a giant pac-man trying to eat right trying to eat
1: people uh yeah it's stupid and the mini coopers are ghosts oh that killed Um, me it's and, like, I mean, I love, I have a Mini Cooper. I love Mini Coopers, right? They're great cars. But, come on. Ugh. Come
0: on. The more I think about it, I just fucking hate it. I hate everything about it. <laughs> I can, it was really hard for me to sit through that trailer.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, because this is kind of how I felt about Lego movie when I first saw the first Lego movie trailers. And I was just like, oh, no, this looks terrible. And then it was my second favorite movie of the year, and it's one of my favorite movies of all time. I love that movie. I've watched it so many times now. So I, I'm scared. Like I always, I always want to try to be a little careful of like saying this is gonna be a complete piece of shit. But I'm pretty sure it's gonna be a complete piece of shit. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, it's not really going out on a limb. Sure. I mean, if if right. we get proven wrong, you know, I guess hey, that 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 could be cool. I mean, hell, if it's, if if it's, the it's movie's a movie's good, movie, good I'll go and check there's one out, more
1: good movie out in the world, that's not. Um, I'm it. assuming it's met-
0: because it's Adam Sandler, who whose career has just been just complete dog shit these last ten years. He's like retroactively
1: destroyed. Fifteen years, it's been. Yeah, well, insane. I mean,
0: I hey, I I'm one of those people that like Billy Madison. and I thought I love Billy Madison. Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore. I Happy was Gilmore funny. was good. I thought Wedding Singer is really good and still really. Wedding Singer so good. Still really holds it's, up.
1: It's really holds up. Yeah, but
0: he's been so bad since then that it's like retroactively almost kind of ruined those movies for me. A
1: little bit. A little bit. Like it's kind uh, of so hard Matthew to watch Lynch. the
0: old Mad Max movies now. It's like,
1: ah, oh, fuck. Oh, because the,
0: this one's so good? Or? No, because it's Mel Gibson. I mean, obviously. I oh, because of Mel Gibson. Right, School okay. Is, uh, I got you. Mel Gibson, but, you know. He's well, it's, still... a good
1: thing. it's a good thing you have Tom Hardy now. Yeah, who, is Mad Max. who I think
0: said maybe three words in
1: Fury Road. Yeah, not, pretty amazing. Not a dialogue-heavy movie, but fuck, that movie nah. was great. I loved it. That movie was amazing. Okay, we're getting off t- topic a little bit. Matthew Lentz is going to be in Pixels. I don't know who he is. Charlie Plummer. Uh, who apparently is from a show, uh, I think it was on HBO, called Boardwalk Empire. That's right. Yeah, and, uh,
0: I, and I've seen that show, and I don't know who
1: that is. Let me look him up. Charlie Palmer. Yeah. Uh, while you're doing that, I'll go over the last Charlie, Charlie Rowe, a British actor, which we know Marvel loves. Uh, British actors. And he he appeared on Fox's short-lived uh, Red Band Society, which was this weird drama about kids who had terminal diseases. <laughs> Wow, but were I think maybe also like crime solvers. So could be wrong about that, but
0: I just looked at a photo of Charlie Plummer. This guy looks like he's ten, dude.
1: Okay, which yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, and maybe we'll we'll probably drop a picture on the uh, on the thread. Um, the actors range. Uh, Charlie Rowe is 19. Butters and Holland are 18, but some of the other actors are as young as 14 god damn dude how is that gonna so they're, work they're really going young with this um and i get it because if they really you know we kept saying that what we kept hearing was that they want to they want to do harry potter they want to show this giant arc of somebody who is a child and eventually grows into a
0: man-ish
1: person um <laughs> man is so that's great person you know spider man-ish yeah i think is what they're gonna call it um which is great. I love the kind of big scope of that idea. But you are taking a ton of risk if that's going to be your strategy. And, you know, if you're casting someone who's 14, and even if they're really good at acting at 14, who's to say that, like, as they get through puberty and their teenage years and then their, you know, maybe teens and uh, early 20s, that they don't just fall off? Yeah. Like, what if they pull a Haley Joe Osment? Like, what do you what do? You do? <laughs>
0: A, what I do mean, you do? And I don't. It's a I good don't pr- know. It's a lot of pressure to put on someone too. To like,
1: <clears throat> exactly. That's a huge you're franchise,
0: Spider Man, for like the rest of your fucking life, dude. Yeah,
1: you've got to stay Spider Man for the next ten years. Enjoy I, that. Yeah,
0: <laughs> put down that chocolate cake, dude. You cannot. I mean, yeah. you have to like be fit constantly.
1: Yeah, it's like, oh, you like uh, you like Twinkies? Fuck you.
0: I mean, you basically have to live like the life of an <laughs> athlete, steady. essentially. Yeah. Well, yeah. you just don't play any sports. At least, not professionally. Uh, anyway, dude, uh, I you know I don't really feel that strongly about any of these guys. Something's telling me it's yeah. going to be Butters just because he's the biggest name there, and he's got some good acting chops. I mean, he was in Hugo; he was good in Hugo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, he's the kind of guy who's already kind of been around the big blockbuster movies, um, and they might like that about him. And I, you know what? I think he's I think he's got a certain amount of charisma. At least I saw it. I don't think you saw it quite as
1: much. Um, true, and he's older, so he's not so tiny tiny that it's like a little disarming. Right. Though, I mean, I, ca- I kind of wonder like,
0: there's, some, there's, a, there's an actor like that who's already made a bit of a name for himself. I mean, being in Hugo Does he get stuck? and Ender's Game, like all of a sudden, do you really want to sign on to be in this character? I mean, yes, it's a <clears throat> iconic character that's going to bring you just an immense amount of fame. but And money. And <laughs> money, but I don't know. I mean, you know, Harry Potter, uh, Daniel Radcliffe, when he when he signed on, he wasn't he wasn't unknown. Uh, Butters true. already has some big movies under his belt. I don't know if he's going to want to sign on for something like this. This is a real that's a real p- commitment.
1: I think I think what it on this you know we'll we'll kind of table this off. But I think what it really boils down to, and I don't I mean I don't know I could be totally wrong, but I think maybe hopefully what Kevin Feige and the rest of them are looking at is a not only who can portray the essence of Peter Parker and Spider Man. But who really has a passion for playing this role? Because it's not like a one-time thing. It is a, it's a life-altering decision. Yeah. So I hope I hope that faggy and the rest of them, if they notice any kind of like hedging or anything by any of these actors, where they're just not sure about it, or you know, you really want to get somebody who's going to be committed to this. Yeah,
0: and all, and as we've mentioned on the show before this new Spider-Man from everything we're hearing is going to be the closest thing that we've ever seen to the comics. I mean, he's going to be like a, a wisecracking kind of, you know, uh, what's the word? Or like witty and just kind of like constantly yeah. fucking with people, which is kind of what he Banter. is, what he is in the comics. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's going to take, it's going to take a, a good actor to do that. And it's not going to be easy. You're not going to be able to Toby Maguire, the Spider-Man, you know, you can't just like stand there and look sad. <laughs> you're gonna have to like actually bring a little bit of personality to the role so you know it's it's gonna be challenging it's gonna be hard to find the right guy to do this because you're asking a really young actor to come in and all of a sudden be this like over-the-top personality yeah
1: i don't know yeah it's gonna be tough it's gonna be tough we'll we'll you know we'll be uh we'll be there and you know waiting with bated breath i guess (laughs) to see what happens um Uh, One other thing uh, related to Spider-Man, sort of Spider-Man adjacent, not adjacent, (laughs) but adjacent, is um, Maddie Maddie McConaughey, who we teased on the last podcast, we didn't get a chance to do it, uh, talk about this properly, has been rumored to be circling the part of Norman Osborn, not necessarily for any one particular movie, but just in the Marvel Cinematic Universe.
0: The Green Goblin?
1: Uh, yeah, Norman Osborn sl- uh, slash Green Goblin, and I gotta say, um, I guess as long as you don't mind Norman Osborn having a Texan <laughs> accent, uh, I th- I'm all on board. I just saw Interstellar uh, a week ago, and uh, th- I mean that movie is its own thing, but Matthew McConaughey was really good in it. Yeah, I uh, I also kind of feel a like really good actor.
0: <laughs> yeah, I feel like at this point Matthew McConaughey doesn't adapt to the role he's playing like people just have to write roles for him so i'm assuming that norman osborne is going to be like a texas oil man or something because there's just i i just don't see matthew mcconaughey doing like a non-texas character i i don't even i don't think i've ever even
1: seen it yeah i mean well wait was uh wasn't was enron uh wasn't enron based in houston or am i way off base on that enron yeah I, uh jesus the company, right? Yeah. I, I, I have no idea. I, I could, okay, so if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I suspect that it is. And that's a huge company. Based right? in Houston. So, yeah, there you go, dude. Okay, good. So why not make Maddie McCons the CEO, president of an Enron-type company? Yeah. You could do that. You could and, just call and, it Ron-En. Yeah, exactly. Whatever. Um, I, all I know is I, I like what he brings to the table. And, and he brings an acting pedigree. He's He's... He's hot amongst the general public. He's hot amongst the critics. Um, I think by bringing him in as Norman Osborn, the other the other benefit you get is now Norman Osborn is a real player, and they're gonna m- give him a meaty role, an important role. Whereas with the uh, with the uh, Mark Webb Spider Amazing Spider Man movies that came out most recently, with um, you know what's his face the Emma Stone and her boyfriend yeah. whose name I can't think of right now. I can't now. think of his name either. <laughs> anyway, uh those movies had Norman Osborne too, but he played it was such a small part like Yeah. And that that actor was great too and I I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just in on all actor names right now. That actor was actually really good too, but um they just didn't give him very much to do. But if you bring Matty you know, Maddie McConaughey in here, you have to give him something to do. So um that's why I I'm all for it. Among other, you know, that's, those are some of the main reasons why I'm for it. What do you think? Yeah, I'm,
0: I'm curious to see him play a a villain. I, he might have played a villain in something before, but I, I'm not really recalling anything like that. Um, the stuff I've seen him in, he's always kind of like a laid-back, kind of almost stoner Every man. Type. Every man. Um, Every so man. I don't know how that's going to translate into a villain character, but um, I really liked a lot of his work. In the recent years, um, he's kind of uh, reinvented himself, and you know people people refer to it as the uh, as the right? It's
1: very it's very it's very uh, Robert Downey Jr. esque kind of the way McConaughey has gone. Um, yeah, you know, not that long ago he was naked playing the bongos or whatever, <laughs> and like high on PCP or whatever it was. So it's just like it's really interesting, like. And I don't I don't know that RDJ is going to hang around that much longer in the MCU, but if you make like let's just take Norman Osborn and let's extrapolate him beyond the Spider-Man universe, what if you make him a main kind of proponent antagonist in the MCU? Now you've got RDJ and Matthew McConaughey playing opposite each other?
0: Yeah. That's that pretty That might cool. be pretty nice. I think you know that that's that's a good um that's a good comparison too because I feel like uh, in a similar way like Robert Downey Jr has he's he's the kind of guy who almost no matter what role he's playing he always kind of has those typical kind of Robert Downey Jr just elements Matt. to him that he just can't yeah. seem to to get rid of he's Shake. just always yeah. kind of the same in his delivery i mean he has switched it up he did you know a pretty dramatic um uh, i guess transformation to play chaplin and Matthew McConaughey was really good in Dallas Buyers Club. You know they are capable of playing completely different roles and going outside of their comfort zone. But for most part, for the most part, they they kind of bring a lot of their 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 own personality. A lot of their and, charm is yeah.
1: a lot of their charm is in their personality and when they're in their own skin. Yeah, I I, I totally am with you on that. So yeah, I, I think uh, you're yeah. right. I think
0: that's a good comparison. And uh, but yeah, McConaughey's McConaughey's a good a good get. I mean, he's obviously. He had like a great run of movies and TV shows. Um, I don't know what his reputation is currently after doing all those Lincoln ads or are those li- what? <laughs> are those Lincolns. I don't even yeah. remember what the car is. Um, but
1: Lincoln or Cadillac.
0: I'm excited. I'm a big Matthew McConaughey fan. I'm also a fan of his just because he's a, he's a big Redskins fan. And he went to is UT. He? I didn't know that. Uh, he went U- to UT. He's long a big UT. Fan. Our, that's our alum. That's what right. Is, so uh, yeah, I'm always going to support the guy, and I hope he does well. But um, <laughs> I don't know this whole this whole Spider Man universe. I mean, because he's going to be playing up against a, a kid who apparently looks like he's ten years old, maybe. Um, so I don't <laughs> know
1: how that's going to work, but that's going to be tough. There are so many question marks around the whole Spider Man anything right now. Yeah. There's just like an avalanche, an uh, an undulating wave of. Of question marks yeah just around everything I mean, we really don't know anything yet it's gonna be a really interesting next few years to see how this all plays out and pans out
0: All right, dude. Let's move away from from yes. uh, from your uh, your Superman for, crush, from, your superhero crush, and let's talk from an arachnid to an insect. Uh, oh, right. uh, that's a good one. Uh, we're gonna talk yeah. Ant-Man. That's like the the next big comic book movie that's coming out. I don't know how big it is. It's actually quite small, but um oh, ooh, nice. <laughs> uh, there was a new trailer that dropped uh, in the last couple of days. So it's only a minute long. Figured we'll just play it for you and then talk a little bit about what's going on in it. But uh, here we go.
1: A soldier the size of an insect. The ultimate secret weapon. Scott, you're different. Be skillful, agile,
0: fast. I need you to be the ant man. Makes
1: sense? Oh my God! Awesome.
0: The suit has power. You have to learn how to control it. <laughs> Small, you have superhuman strength. you like a bullet.
1: You tried to hide your suit from me. Now, it's gonna blow up in your face. Pick on someone your own size. There's no reason to be scared. Oh, no, no, daddy don't get scared. Really? Oh. How'd you do that, bro? Look at
0: your shoulder. <laughs>
1: Marvel's and Man. Everywhere July 17th.
0: Alright, man. Pick all on right. someone
1: your own size. How do you like that line? <laughs> alright, alright, alright. <laughs> um <laughs> I like it. Uh the trailer definitely seems to have a light lighthearted kind of tone to it. And we both looked and up that song it, immediately afterwards because we were like, what is that? It's it's so good. I okay, yeah. That let's start there. Uh the band uh is a name you look you found it so quickly by the way, so that's amazing. Yeah, but thank you. Uh Sons, Sons, it's two N's S no, U U's, U- right? N- two Us. Yeah. What did I say? Two N's? Yeah. Two Us. Two youths. Um Sons. S U U N S. Uh what do you have the name of the I song? I think it was called, called twenty twenty, but I'm not. I, I don't have it pulled up. That's right. That it, it is anyway, called twenty twenty. It's,
0: uh, it's a cool sounding song. And it really like propels I'll, that that uh that trailer which a lot of it actually is uh taken from previous trailers there's not not a whole lot new there um except you see uh well you hear um ant-man's or scott lang's line of you know pick pick on someone your own size and then there's a scene with um the actor michael pena who's really funny and i i really like him a lot um loved him in eastbound and down which is one of my favorite shows
1: uh that's where he's from yeah
0: no he's been in other stuff he was in um he was in that Seth Rogen movie, too. Uh, which which one? Can. This is the end? No, it's the one where he's like a mall cop or something. Uh, oh, Observe and Protect. Observe and Protect. Uh, he was in or End of Watch, which I was not too crazy about. He was also in American Hustle, which I forgot about, but um, I don't remember how big of a role he had. Uh, anyway, I find the guy hilarious. And, uh, and in that scene, uh, you see Rudd shrink, uh, obviously to the size of an ant and he's hanging out on Pena's shoulder. Now that's, that, that kind of does bring up a question, which, which you brought up off the air in the scene, yeah. you have Paul Rudd standing on the other side of the room, essentially from Pena, just a few feet away. Yeah. He is, you know, the, and Michael Peña's like, Hey, I, you know, I don't, I don't scare easily. And Rudd's like, okay. So then you see Rudd hit the button, which shrinks him to an ant. And then all of a sudden he's on Pena's shoulder and he says, Look at your shoulder, which I, that's another question is how does he even,
1: does he have like how does he hear him? a megaphone? I don't know. Because um, if, an, if an ant could talk, you wouldn't hear. It. You wouldn't really be able, to hear, be hear able to hear it. You wouldn't be able to hear it. Uh,
0: and then he looks over at his shoulder and he's like, Ah, you know, you get scared. But the question that yeah. you brought up is <laughs> if Rudd's shrinking to the size of an ant where he's standing at the beginning of that scene, right. it would take him a really long time to get up to Michael Pena's shoulder. Now, yeah, you like, you didn't like, make that specific like, point but you were trying to say that no. it would take Ant-Man a really long time to get cuz he's so tiny. Yeah, to like just run across like the room that you're sitting in right now. It would take him a really long time. Yeah. And he'd probably be really
1: tired. You think they addressed Are that in the movie it? or do you think they just uh, don't even care. Uh, you know, this could be, you know, we've talked before how like uh wrestling and and comic books mirror each other in a lot of ways and in wrestling there's this phrase called kayfabe. That's right, yeah. Right, and it's it's kind of basically a a, a word that they've uh, ascribed to the idea that you do things sort of for the suspension of disbelief. With yeah, it's just it's just a term that describes the fabricated world of wrestling. So, uh, right, Stone Cold Steve Austin
0: so, is not actually Stone Cold in real life, but you know, yeah. in kayfabe,
1: he's Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's just his name. Exactly, exactly. Or uh, the Undertaker, for instance, not really a supernatural. Uh, Uh, being an undead being that can shoot lightning and stuff. Dude, spoiler alert. Jesus Christ. Sorry. Comic books, (laughs) comic books function the same way. And so I suspect that they might not actually tackle that issue. And it's okay if they don't, I'm not going to like be like, Oh, they should have, you know, figured out a logical way to, they might, I won't be mad if they don't. Um, I just thought it was an interesting thing. Like, yeah. How would he get across like a couple of steps? in a decent amount of time if he's that small. like It would just take him forever. Yeah, it's
0: almost like he would have to become almost like a Quicksilver type while he's an ant. Yeah, he'd have to be like really fast. And then he could but, like run by people and go,
1: did you see that coming?
0: Yeah, he every, just all of a sudden would have an accent. Every show, I'm going to do that. By but the
1: way. only when he's really tiny and running right. would he have that accent. And there's a scene in one of the trailers <laughs> where, yeah, right, where
0: he's running with ants and he looks like he's just running, running with at a ants? normal speed. Like, there's like a normal human speed relative to the ants. And then at one point, right? he's like sprinting on a gun, and it's gun? taken him a
1: while. Like it's, you know, it's not like Yeah, he's step. running full speed. Like, I mean, if you tried, for instance, to run on a handgun, you couldn't because literally one step would be My bigger foot than the gun. Is larger. Yeah, right. Your foot is larger than a gun going on a limb there ant-man and your needs foot is larger than a gun. hundreds of steps multiple st- hundreds of steps he's sprinting like a usain bolt right on the gun there so yeah i mean it's you know i don't know maybe it's one of those things we have to let it go maybe though um, maybe we don't know and maybe, an maybe that scene idea. that we just played the clip of is like an actual
0: two-hour scene and like we just don't know like
1: my, yeah, maybe that's the whole movie like maybe that's maybe he shrinks himself
0: and then two hours go by and then he's on the guy's shoulder Anyway, the trailer does look pretty good. I mean, it's... I don't know. I think the whole time I'm watching this movie, I'm going to be thinking, man, I wonder what Simon Pegg could have done with this. Like, I'm going to be really curious, like, the whole time curious.
1: You mean Edgar Wright? uh, What did I say? He's Simon Pegg, who's friends with Edgar Wright. Oh, Edgar Wright, yeah. Um, I'm going to be, like... The original writer, director of Ant-Man, Edgar Wright. Yeah. uh, I'm going to be wondering the whole time, like, man, I wish I could see that movie, but... Yeah, like what? What would he have done? I, yeah, me too. You know, I hope, and I don't know if this will happen. I'm sure legally, there's just it's just not. But come on, there's hackers out there. There's anonymous. There's come on, Joss you know, Whedon, other, other hacker groups. You guys can do this. Please do this. Well, Whedon is all uh, about like Torch and Marvel recently. So like, maybe once the movie well, comes the, out, he'll my, he'll drop it. He'll leak it. Release the script. That's what I'm saying. Like somebody get a hold of the of the Edgar Wright script and. And it's fine. Wait till the movie comes out. Like, let the movie be out for a month, even whatever. But get the script out there, because I really want to see what Edgar Wright's vision was for this film. And even though it's like it's just on page, you wouldn't. It's not the same, but you would still get an idea. And I just, I have a feeling. I have nothing to base this on, but I've always suspected that Edgar Wright's script was very kind of fourth wall breaking, and that the way he was going to shoot it was. Like some scenes would literally jump from like comic panel to comic panel, mm. like and he would utilize special effects to kind of make that happen. Um, I think he would he would have played around with the size of things a whole lot. Yeah, yeah. With Ant Man and perspective, but you know we just don't
0: know. We don't know, but I mean, Marvel obviously had their hands on that script at one point, so, you know, mm. I wouldn't be surprised if they took some of the things that, you know, from that script and, and I'm incorporated sure they it did. into the movie that's going to be coming out. Um, and who knows? It might end up being good. I mean, hey, we you know, we both really like Paul Rudd, and he could he could just carry this thing on his own, but um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, <clears throat> I'm actually surprisingly excited about this movie. When, when I first heard about it, I really wasn't, but... I'm looking forward to see what happens. I've heard news that we might actually see one or two Avengers uh, characters. Other Avengers, Ooh.
1: Yeah, Mm, delicious. (laughs) Yeah, more cameos. I love it. Love. Throw them all in every every time. I don't care. (laughs) Just throw them all in. Make a big Avengers soup. I don't. uh, I'm all for it. Uh, If Vision's in it, I'm. I already will tell you. If Vision is in it at any point in the movie. Gonna see it three times. Oh my god, you are! I the cannot get enough Vision right mark. now, man. He's ridiculous. I know, but I love Vision. He's so cool. He's all like quiet and. Why do you like that? He's just like... quiet and judgy. I don't know. I quiet like... and judgy.
0: Okay. <laughs> Good to know. I didn't realize I know, I those just... <laughs> were two
1: qualities you looked for. In uh, in Vision, in my superheroes, and in my friends, and uh, you know, girlfriends, things like that. Quiet and judgy. No, I'm just kidding. I do really like Vision, though. Um, if he shows up in the film, I'll be super jazzed.
0: So, dude, uh, we went from being the show that had the most takes to recently very few takes. I mean, we, we, we've, you know, the last couple shows, we did a lot of Avengers talk, some Daredevil some super girl we're, we're keeping the takes kind of low i i kind of want to just go on like
1: lightning like round lightning
0: round quick hit let's takes do it. what do you think well here we go and,
1: and yeah i'm all for that let's try to keep all the next takes in like maybe five to seven minute bursts at the most all right um and i have a good i've got a good transition this ruins that good transition but whatever uh you know we're both excited about paul rudd uh, possibly carrying this movie a little bit. Yeah. Another movie that is probably, I honestly feel, is going to need the help this of the transition main actor. is
0: already so burdensome. Like it's. I'm so just sorry. Killed I, What I created. I know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, but continue. Just finish it. Your Your hope. I'll take that first. Mm. And um, uh, Chris Pratt and Jurassic World. That's right. This um, is so, okay.
0: So let's. You know, yes, this isn't really a comic book news, but I mean, Chris Pratt was Star Lord. He was Star Lord. There, there is a connection there, yeah. and you know, this is a big summer, summertime movie. There's probably a lot of crossover of comic book fans that want to go see this. I know I'm going to go see it, uh, but we'll keep it short. I think this
1: movie is not going to be good. Where do you, where do you stand? Okay, so we agree way too often. I feel like sometimes we would be terrible on, like, a PTI-type show, but I agree. Uh, A lot of people are psyched about this film. They're really, like, I know a lot of people that are really hyped about Jurassic World, and they're just like, cool, cool, cool. Um, To me, it looks like uh, Cloverfield with dinosaurs. And, like, I'm gonna see it because Chris Pratt's in it, and he's just been knocking everything out of the park. He endeared me so much with Lego Movie and Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, I'm gonna see it. And he's going to have to do a lot of heavy lifting for me, I think, for me to really enjoy the film. It just looks kind of like a, like a B, <clears throat> like camp level horror film, like a monster horror film to me in a way. I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't understand why people are so jazzed about it. I think it's just because it's Jurassic Park and people have really good memories
0: of the first one, which I totally understand. But have people just completely forgotten the second and third movies? Like...
1: Yeah, and that was twenty years ago, <laughs>
0: right? And th- but those were terrible. Like there hasn't been a good Jurassic Park movie since that first one. Uh, but then again, I guess you could make you can make the the connection with like, or the the comparison with Star Wars, where the last three Star Wars movies were not very good, but people are still geeking out over the fact that there's a new one. Of course, that's a little different because, you know, this new one at least comes with the promise of being more like the original three. This new Jurassic Park to me doesn't really remind me at all of the first one, though. I mean, it seems a lot campier the dialogue sounds pretty cheesy. Not that the first one was like some amazing display of screenwriting, but um, I think because it was the first one, it was so special. And it was like, you know, that the effects at that time were like revolutionary. And that was so, so much of that movie was seeing these dinosaurs, these, these creatures that you only really read about in books and saw in like museums um, really come to life for the first time in a movie. Um,
1: Yeah. That's kind of
0: gone now. And you don't really have that. I also think it's just kind of weird that Chris Pratt – I mean, hey, I, I think Chris Pratt's great. I think he's awesome. Do I think he can train three velociraptors? Uh, no, I do not think that. Uh, I don't think anyone would be yeah, able to this,
1: do that. This is probably how that scene would go in real life. Like, all right, girls, today we're going to – Like, he would, yeah. he would get out, like, three words and then be killed. Like Yeah, exactly.
0: Uh, that's all that would happen. I mean, I think – from a marketing perspective, I, I think it's probably a good idea to do what they're doing, which is essentially hide the the big reveal of this like super mega dinosaur that they've created. Um, the Cloverfield. Cloverfield, right? It's my, like, but as soon as you see now. that dinosaur, and then then what? It just kind of—I don't really know where you go from there. Um, I don't want to talk Here, too much shit about this movie because it hasn't come out yet. But I don't know. I'm not—I don't have high expectations for it.
1: Yeah, you and me are in the same boat. A lot of people are jazzed. I'm maybe on the fence. I actually think I'm just not all that excited for it honestly but i'm still gonna see it because Pratt's in it the other thing that the first jurassic park did um was yeah they utilized these these special effects that were revolutionary dinosaurs for the first time in that way this movie on the other hand is doing what i think a lot of movies have been doing over the last few years and it's just a overly reliant uh, use of cgi and special effects like every scene in the jurassic world trailer has cgi in it pretty much right it's it's just like i get that you know you're trying to make this movie big and that's how you're gonna do it i guess but it's just like what i liked about jurassic park is this the scenes were all very memorable the the t-rex chase scene where they're in the the suvs yeah you know the velociraptor kitchen scene you you remember those because they they picked their spots with how they utilize the dinosaurs and the special effects. I, I have a feeling this film isn't going to have that kind of restraint. I agree. I'm totally with you. Let's All right, let's keep the takes coming, dude. Unless you, got, some, boom, you got another Jurassic ge- World thing? No. Nope, that's it. That's it. Uh, but another film, another yeah. film that I suspect is going to have issues with restraint. Suicide Squad. Oh, man, that is the understatement of the year right
0: there. Because uh, this is DC Comics'... <laughs> First uh, movie that's going to resemble something like the Avengers, just because it's going to have so many damn characters in it. Uh, they're all, yeah. p- for the most part, villains. Um, you know, we've talked about this movie quite a bit. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm, I'm curious to see how DC does this kind of movie. Um, you got a lot of big time actors in it. Uh, the, I guess the yeah. biggest news that's come out in the last couple of weeks is that uh, it's almost all but confirmed that Batman is going to be in this movie because people have captured um, video and photos video of, and of Ben Affleck yeah. in the Batman suit filming scenes for this movie. Uh, I don't know how big a role he's going to have, but apparently he is going to be involved. Um, that does kind of change things quite a bit, because Suicide Squad, as we know, is just a team of of supervillains. Um, we had thought right. that the Joker was going to be their target in this movie. Um, maybe that changes things. Now maybe Joker could potentially be... I don't know, like the middleman almost between them and Batman? I I have no idea. Batman, yeah, yeah. Um, But there's a lot of characters and it's going to be interesting to see what they do with it. Um, There's also been a lot of images that have come out of Harley Quinn who looks pretty different than what she does in the comics. So I guess you couldn't really... In the comic, she looks kind of silly. At least, at least in the cartoon. Yeah, she and
1: in the movie, it looks like they're they're more basing her off of the video game version of Harley Quinn right, from the Batman right. video, which games? I, I kind of like the look. Actually, I think it looks kind of cool. Um, yeah, some people, I guess, online good. It's, are it's not, not big fans, but it's it's believable within the framework of a you know actual human beings. Right, and after um, I mean, after the yeah. the damaged tattoo,
0: I mean, I'll you know as long as you're not looking like a complete just cartoon character, I'm, I'm going to be okay with it. Um, in comparison, she looks pretty normal uh yeah, but the the tattoos from what you've seen looks like look like they're actually there. Um, there was some talk that the joker uh that you know publicity photo of Jared Leto as a joker with all those silly tattoos was just um just something that kind of like i don't know almost like an, an homage to the character on on the anniversary and that he wasn't going to look like that in the movies uh, The images that have come out so far seem to su- suggest that that is, in fact, what it's going to look like in the movies. I just hope that the damage tattoo is not there, because that's that's the worst one.
1: Yeah, if they can, I mean, really, if they can take that one off, we've said this before, but uh, if they can take that one off, I'm pretty much okay with it, as long as he keeps most of his clothes on most of the movie. <laughs>
0: um, well, have you seen any of his, the, his band's videos? Because he's shirtless, I believe, in quite a few of <laughs> them. It's true.
1: It's true. It's a, it's a Jared Leto go-to right there. Um, the when I, You know, earlier I said, you know, a movie that I'm worried about lacking restraint Um, going back to the Batman appearance in suicide squad. We also get a peek at Joker's car and it's like some crazy Italian sports car. And there has been some debate between you and I off air as to the color of the car. (laughs) I think it's like a pinkish color. That's very reminiscent of some of the Joker's costumes that have been in the comics. He's always been in pink or purple. Uh, you are arguing that it's more of a red or burgundy. I think it's like a it's metallic hard to tell. red. It might
0: not be the darkest red, but it's it's a metallic red. Uh, you you really nailed this wanna... off air by saying that this is our version of the blue or gold dress, uh, blue and white and gold yes. and whatever. <laughs> That's totally what this blue is. And, uh, blue and, and, gold and white <laughs> we spent way too much time the white We spent way too much time debating what the color of this very fucking car debate. was. Great heated debate. so chime in, guys. What color is this car to you? To me, it's red. Uh, yeah, I think it's we'll, pink. We'll post Whatever. a picture
1: up there. I, magenta to be fair. Uh I'll, but I'll sign off uh, on yeah. magenta.
0: You want to just you want to just shake on that? We call it in the middle?
1: Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right, good. Compromise. Come on Democrats, Republicans, follow our lead. <laughs> Cross the aisle. It's magenta from now on. Uh magenta car. This crazy magenta car. Anyway, um sort of adjacent to this is that the star uh, or I guess you could argue was one of the stars of Suicide Squad, Will Smith, who's playing uh, Deadshot. The fact that he's His, playing that
0: makes you think that he probably will have a big role, right? Like I, I just, I couldn't, I can't see has, Will Smith signing on in this movie to be like the fourth <laughs> guy down the line. Like he's probably going to be in it quite a bit. Right. Kind of like with
1: the McConaughey thing, you know, right. it's like certain actors require certain meat in their roles, I think. Um anyway, Will Smith's son, Jaden Smith. And oh, so what is this the Three third podcast in a, row. Podcast <laughs> yeah, in yes. a row? Awesome hat <laughs> trick. Jaden Smith um has been rumored to be in talks with Warner Brothers to be in a film as the feature lead superhero Static Shock. And I okay, I
0: got to be honest, I don't know very much about Static Shock. Uh you on the other hand have a little bit
1: of info I on I have what I would say, what I would argue is peripheral knowledge of Static Shock. Also, here's a quick. Okay. Here's a, I, I go got ahead. something to bring to this, but I, w- I want you to, to give us a little Static Shock info. Okay. My super quick Static Shock info is that my first um, uh, interaction with Static Shock was at a Toy Box toy store in North Star Mall in San Antonio where they had a bunch of comics on clearance for 99 cents. And I just bought like a stack of 10, and one of the comics was the Static Shock comic. Sagshock Shock is a character from the 90s. He was actually branded uh, in the ni- mid-90s, early to mid-90s. Uh, they did an offshoot branding of all African-American characters called um, Milestone. Okay. Okay? Milestone Comics. And... Um, Stagshock Shock was one of those characters. He was so popular, in fact, in the mid 90s, they actually got a cartoon show for him. Right. And that was on for a season or two. So of all of the characters, he was probably the most successful one. Um... As far as his, like, origin and powers and things, I'm not that familiar with the character. I've probably read literally that one comic, and I don't really recall what the story was. I would assume he's, but like, an Electro-Jace, fa- but I don't really know. He is. Yes. Yes, that's probably the best way to put it. He's definitely Electro-Jace. Played Jace. by an African-American uh, actor, uh, Jamie Fox. So. so. There you go. Um, now, here's the thing where in the comic, he's African-American, and if they do get Jane Smith, that's an African-American playing him. Great. Cool. Um, the other thing with static shock is that they actually just released, uh, and I'll have to throw the link up there. Uh, but they just released a fan made film based on static shock and it's getting a lot of positive buzz. And I'm kind of wondering if Warner brothers is behind that somehow.
0: Oh, that's interesting
1: to try to drum up interest in static shock, uh, as a character. I haven't seen it yet, but I have it queued up on my YouTube, uh, to watch later this week. So,
0: my question was, if you're Jaden Smith, you're what, 16 years old, um, you know, maybe hell hell you can even maybe even play Miles Morales down the line. Um, Ooh, do you that's a nice I mean, role. do you do you commit to playing this character or do you kind of wait wait around for a bigger a bigger name? I mean, your dad of course is not like playing the biggest comic book character, so I uh, don't maybe he's not that interested, but like it seems like he could go even bigger. Then again, it's not. I mean, we we we're, you know we're the ones who who unveiled the Evans list a while ago, so it's that's not true. unheard of to play two roles. But I don't know if you want to really commit to one not character only, right now.
1: Not only two roles, but if you're if you're talking Static Shock versus Miles, you know that's across company, right? Um, that'll probably be kind of difficult to do. But and this probably takes you out of the running for Darkhawk. <laughs> Most importantly, yeah. <laughs> Um, how would you feel about Jane? I mean, we've already talked about this. We've talked about Jane Smith as Dark. You know what, dude? Um, and I asked you, Jane Smith as Dark Hawk. Let's leave that for the next podcast. Yeah, because because we that. have to keep, let's talk have about to keep it, talking about keep talking about Jane in depth. Smith. Member, so I wonder if he can come up like organically. Let's see what he does in the news. I hopefully he'll, something will happen. Um, okay, so uh, moving on to more DC news, but this time we're actually going as we dip our toes every so frequently. Uh, into the comic realm, the actual comic book universe. The ink of and paper. Comics. Ink and paper. The old ink and paper, which probably won't be around for much longer.
0: Spoiler, by the way. Um, huge
1: spoiler here. Oh, yeah. Huge spoiler, everyone out there. If you haven't read the newest uh, Justice League, I think it's issue 41, the Jeff Johns Justice League of America comic, uh, spoiler alert. Might want to read it before you get to this part of the podcast. But. Um, Somebody died, man Somebody died A big, big name uh, died uh, Big name
0: One of the biggest names in D.C. Um, you know, you got Alliterative sounding
1: name <laughs> Alliterative sounding Are we just not going to tell people? Are we going to have them guess? No, no, I'm just saying you, Like, if you had to Just based off of that Now, I think you you know who it is But who would you guess If I just said uh, Alliterative sounding name
0: Oh, uh, see I was going to guess Mark Zuckerberg But that's not
1: alliterative Um <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, that you say that because you could make because the connection that <laughs> Lex Luthor is dead, my friend. Lex, Lex Luther. Luthor is dead, killed by his own sister, who also has an alliterative name. Um, yeah, not very, uh, not very creative. Their parents, Luther parents, not very creative. Um, uh, she shoots him, which is weird because he's wearing armor. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the first thing I thought when I saw this was. A, that's all it took. Right, like all someone ever had to do was shoot him. <laughs> no one thought about this before, in the entire pantheon of Lex like, Luthor history in DC Comics, the decades that he's been around, no one has thought, "I'm gonna point a gun at him and shoot him." Let me just try this. This real has quick. never happened. No. Let me just try. It. Let's see if it works, guys. Just, just hang with me for a minute. I'm gonna try something. Well, that's silly. It he's work, clearly wearing we armor. I mean, that's else. not gonna. Oh wait, you. Yeah, no, you killed him. <laughs> oh wait he's bleeding oh, oh he died oh you were right i mean it's just like yeah There's <laughs> it's so crazy i don't know how many times she
0: shoots him but he's like literally like a faucet of blood <laughs> at one point in, the, in one of the panels
1: like i think she shoots him like three or four times but he immediately internally explodes apparently yeah, it's, <laughs> it's
0: hard to see how he comes back from this one but i mean there's obviously a rich history of characters coming back from deaths in comic books that's true, uh, that's true. but uh you know i, I I wish I knew more about this series to really comment on it, but, um, you know, you know, I'm a fan of death, so, um, yeah, uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. I, I guess I'm more curious about since I'm not, I'm not really so much following that series about what this, if, if it has any role or plays any role in in the uh, cinematic version of Lex right. Um uh, I would guess it wouldn't. Right, because you've got. I don't know.
1: You've got uh, Eisenberg. As Lex Luthor, he's, I'm sure, going to play a pretty prominent role in the film. And um, I don't know. Does it behoove? (laughs) I can't believe I actually said that on the podcast. Nice, dude. But does it behoove uh, DC Comics to have the main antagonist villain in their big blockbuster film next year not exist or be dead in the comic books? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I always thought Lex Luthor was... Or does it not matter? I, I don't know. I mean, he
0: is one of their biggest names, right? I mean, outside of Superman, Batman, and the Joker. Superman,
1: Batman, Wonder Woman, Joker. Yeah, Lex Luthor. I'd say he was fifth. Lex yeah. Luthor's right there. So,
0: I, I I would have a feeling that I have a feeling this won't have any impact on the movies. But um, and who knows? Maybe the next issue will come out and it'll be like a fucking dream sequence or something. I I have no idea. <laughs> but
1: they're all in, he's all in a snow globe or something. Yeah, I, I don't um, know. I, I don't really
0: uh, I don't for some reason in the comics when somebody dies I don't really feel like they're gonna to commit to it um because i feel like you could say that times. about the films at this point that's <laughs> true <too. laughs> but uh unless we get a zombie uh ben urich in the next season of daredevil
1: um i'm pretty sure R. he's R. Staying dead rest in peace yo <laughs> um <laughs> I don't know what that
0: was. well any uh, <laughs> that any was you got any hot takes on, Ulrich, on lex Luthor being dead um unless by the way I mean, unless gene hackman's playing him i'm really not all that interested in, in lex luther
1: that's true, man. Gene Hackman just nailed it. God, so he fucking hard. killed the, the, that out of, Right out of the gate, right out of the gate, he killed it. Fucking killed it. Like, here's the thing. Here, you know, here's the thing. A little bit of revisionist history for people out there. Everyone talks about Christopher Reeve, and what a fantastic job he did with Clark Kent and Superman, and making people believe for the first time ever a man could really fly. Right. Yep. But a lot of that reverence, and you know, I, I here's a hot take. I'm gonna oh, make some I love enemies this. here do it a lot of that reverence comes from the fact that christopher reeves has passed away yeah he's dead people don't speak ill of the dead it just doesn't happen not in our society so as time goes on people keep looking back at that movie at that superman or the whole the first two really or the whole series whatever and they go like christopher reeves what a fantastic job what a, just an amazing job he really just looked like superman that was superman you know yeah and that's great. And I'm not saying he did a poor job. He did, a, he did do a good job. But you know who made that film? Gene fucking Hackman <laughs> made that film. You're man. so right. He was amazing as Lex Luthor. He knocked it out of the park, right out of the gate, just crushed that role. You know, people say there will never be another Superman. Bullshit. There will <laughs> never be another Lex Luthor. Wow. Maybe your strongest take. And ever. Rant.
0: Yeah. Maybe your strongest take ever, and I and I loved it uh, because I thought I thought Gene Hackman was the key to that movie too, and I've always been a big Gene Hackman fan. My dad loves Gene Hackman, by the way.
1: Good, your dad has great chase, so that doesn't surprise me at all. There you go. Uh,
0: so uh, I think I think we're done with the Lex Luthor takes here. Are we? Are we cutting it? Are we cutting the, the let's show? Let's cut here? it.
1: Okay. All right. Well, let's cut it here. It's a good spot. Good spot. Next week, I,
0: uh, I, I do want to talk a little bit about some of. I don't know if people are aware of how many comic book characters or storylines are being currently developed for TV shows, but safe to say there's a shit ton of them. Uh, so I thought we could go yeah. through some of them,
1: including some really not very well-known ones. Um, that'll be that'll be next week. If you guys uh, are big comic book fans and big television fans, you better get a bigger DVR. Because <laughs> it's, yeah you're gonna you're gonna need like four of them i mean there's there's so much um that is definitely a topic we will be covering next week as well as you know what's jane smith up to i don't know find out i guess just find out next do, week uh hopefully talking about dark, dark hawk but uh, you know who knows dude do, do dark hawk and jane smith are they on a collision course too awesome Oh, can we do one less uh, awesome one last bill. take? Because one last quick one. Oh yeah, uh, Martin Freeman, yeah,
0: cool. um, who oh, was right. uh, in the Hobbit movies um, and uh, the Office, as I've mentioned before, was in the original British Office, and which is where I really uh, came to. Uh, fall in love with Martin Freeman. Uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. He, uh, as we know, was is cast for Civil War. Uh, this week, uh, news came out that he will be playing the Prime Minister of England. Which is interesting because, um, you know, the Civil War storyline has to do with governments basically regulating superhero activity. It's interesting that they're bringing this to a kind of global uh, level.
1: Yeah, like an an international affair. International
0: affair. So uh, I thought that's interesting. And apparently he's going to play a big role in uh, talking Iron Man into um, basically, I guess, being, you know, in favor of, the the pro-government side against uh, Captain America's anti-government registration uh, agenda. I don't know if I described that well. But uh, apparently in Age of Ultron, there is a scene where Claw is on the phone with someone on the other end. He drops, uh, and I guess he hangs up and he goes, Now, Minister, where were we? I'm sorry, he doesn't hang up. He says, you know, he picks up the phone. Uh, people yeah. are saying that minister means prime minister of England, and he's actually talking oh, to Martin Freeman's character. Freeman. So he might also wow. have a role in um, in Black Panther, but we'll see. Uh, just a, a little tidbit nice. there. Uh, I'm a big Martin Freeman fan, so any any way to get him involved sounds uh, sounds pretty good to me.
1: All on board. Me too. I'm a huge fan. Um, By the way, now that we now that it looks like the Civil War is leaning to a more international or global scene. As you stated, uh, what, what are the odds that uh, China features prominently? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Uh,
0: is there In no, order to get the overseas yeah. market dollars.
1: I'm assuming there's no
0: Chinese superhero, right? Because, I mean, China always, there's, unfortunately, plays the villain uh, in
1: most there, I,
0: superhero stories.
1: I'm not even going to try to say his name because I'm going to screw it up. But there is somebody that's named his it's his name and then the master of kung fu in Marvel Comics. Oh, interesting uh and he's chinese um i'm not even going to try to pronounce his name because i'm not going to be able to do it uh but we'll get that maybe you know for next time or Black, okay so we got do you have it uh i do well i'm looking at all this
0: this i'm looking at a whole list of chinese characters and uh i'm not really recognizing a whole lot of them uh but green uh i guess one of the green lanterns from batman beyond is uh, technically Chinese. uh and then everyone oh we know mandarin of course but he's a villain okay um, Mandarin, right and not seen a whole lot. Of, at least nothing that I recognize. Sway from the X-Men? S- Isn't Sway like an MTV personality?
1: <laughs> no, that guy's black, man. Well, yeah, but Sway? Hey. I remember Sway. Um, I remember reading in the early 90s, there was a comic book put out by Marvel Comics called The Contest of Champions. Right. And I really don't remember what the whole story was about but i do remember that it was set around this premise that all of the heroes and villains had to fight each other in one-on-one combat right and one of the characters i don't recall his name but he was chinese and he had the ability to pull the strength of every chinese person in the world oh my god and but here's the thing like the way they would draw it it was amazing <laughs> They would draw him and like he would be standing like with his his arms in the air and his his uh, fists clenched and he'd be like screaming, and then you would just see all these Asian faces behind him. Oh my god! Like, <laughs> like hundreds of Asian faces behind him, all screaming. Wow. <laughs> and then and then he would be like really strong, but then he would like make him pass out. Like he couldn't handle it and he would pass out. That's nuts.
0: Well, looking over this list one last time, uh, probably the biggest name on here as far as a superhero of Chinese origin or Chinese background, is Jubilee from X-Men. Oh, yeah, Jubilee. And uh, there was a version of Black Widow that was also uh, Chinese, Monica Chang. So there you go, man. That's the history of Chinese characters in superhero in comic books.
1: And unfortunately, that's probably the most that that topic has ever been covered (laughs) on any podcast, (laughs) on any news show, on any documentary, on any anything ever. So you're welcome America and the world. But
0: you got to think we're going to see more of that because that is one now, of hopefully, the biggest hopefully. markets in the world if not the biggest. Um yeah. you got to I- imagine we're going to see more
1: uh Chinese characters and and filming in Chinese. Language. I'm all for diversity in cast and in storylines as long as you make it good. Just make it good. You can do it everyone. There you go. That's a good way to end
0: this week's show. Uh a lot of takes and next week hopefully we'll come back to you with even more um it was good talking to you man and we will catch you guys next week
1: everyone stay super take care later